Coming up on the Mission Readiness Review, space bees are swarming above you, pod secret, possible DARPA project, and China will launch a thing. More coming up next on the Mission Readiness Review. This podcast brought to you by Coffee in My Mug. For my mug, coffee, the beans must flow. Welcome to the March 11th, 2018 Mission Readiness Review on the sunny side of Colorado Springs. You're listening to Episode 1, Anno Ripley's Earthly Troubles. I'm John Holst, and joining me is my co-host, Ingrid. Are there really going to be space bees in this episode? I'm looking forward to some honey for my tea. Space honey. While there may not be bees, you'll find a hive full of information. Oh boy. Well, on that note, how about I talk about the launches coming up this week, or in this case, one launch out of China that will be coming on March 15th. It's a Long March 3B rocket, also known as a Tianzhen 3B. It's an AppStar 6C communication satellite going up into, of course, geosynchronous orbit. And for possibly interesting space gatherings happening this week, the American Astronautical Society uh, is hosting the Robert H. Goddard Memorial Symposium on March 13th through 15th in Maryland. The topic they're talking about is exploration, science, and technology partnerships for the next decade. Go to their site for details. I will. For last week's launches, SpaceX Falcon 9 launched out of Florida on Tuesday morning, March 6th. It was a Spanish communication satellite, just the Sat 30W6. I hear there was a hitchhiker aboard. There was, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Goody. Also, the Ariana Spas Soyuz STB launch from French Guiana on Friday, March 9th. Four O3B satellites launched from Luxembourg. Indeed. And so that's all the launches for you this last week. Uh, let's go into some detail. We call this the risk matrix, which is an analysis of some of last week's news. So the IEEE Spectrum website broke news last week of the first known instance of unauthorized satellites being launched into space uh, ever. And this happened in 2018, theoretically, by a company named Swarm. Uh, Swarm Technologies, they launched four what they called Space B small satellites ah. on a polar satellite launch vehicle out of India in January. Um, when they launched, there was very little information. We just knew from the brochures for the from the Indian Space Research Organization that there were four space bees aboard. They didn't say who owned the space bees. We had to kind of go looking all over the place for them. So it was sort of a matter of trying to track things down, trying to make connections, and in some ways just conjecture, uh, figuring out if the space bees belong to Swarm Technologies, essentially. So... Uh, so Unknown satellite launched unauthorized. This right. sounds like a big deal. Well, it is for Swarm Technologies and probably for the Federal Communications Commission. These are folks that Swarm applied uh, to get launch permission from um, for their satellites. So the FCC dismissed uh, their basically this. Uh, application for them to launch in January 
And apparently Storm decided to ignore that and go ahead and have that, and didn't tell anyone, by the way, because there's actually the people that deploy the payloads, in this case the four space bees, is spaceflight technologies, or spaceflight industries, and spaceflight industries, as the broker, they, they are trying to trust the folks that are coming to them to have all their ducks in a row. In this case, Storm Technologies either omitted that or just plain out lied, we don't know. Um, but spaceflight, obviously, is a little perturbed by this. That's probably going to be one of their questions now, even though they shouldn't have asked it. They probably will. And it's the same for the Indians. They aren't really beholden to the United States for their activities, but it's sort of egg on their face that someone decided to launch something, you know, put a satellite aboard one of their systems saying, hey, we've, we've done everything right, and that was not correct. So... So the FCC has to come up with some rules that they don't have in place for dealing with something like this? Well, I don't know. They probably have some rules. I mean, one of the things they're doing right now is just setting aside an uh, upcoming launch of Swarm Technologies Space Bees, another set. Uh, it's supposed to be happening in April, but that seems like that might be happening right now. So they're on suspension, more or less? They're being told to sit in the corner, um, and we'll see if they learn their lesson. What about other technologies that might want to take it. Oh, if, if Swarm Technologies did this, maybe I can do it too. How is FCC going to prevent that from happening? Not that you speak for the FCC. Uh, no, I, and I can't. Um, but normally how government works is they try to set an example. So mm. they will probably set an example with Swarm in some way, not just sitting in the corner, but we don't know for sure. So the FCC will figure out something and hopefully they're talking with Swarm about this. Uh, to be honest, the FCC's concerns are a little bit valid. The space bees are small. You know, they're about the half the size of a Rubik's Cube. Mm. So, you know. Um, That's pretty small. They've got to help. Right. I mean, the reason for CubeSat, which is 10 centimeters by 10 centimeters by 10 centimeters cubed, um, basically is that was the um, unclassified size that the uh, military, you know, the U.S. military said they could track objects okay that's important yeah so anything a little smaller than that makes it a little more interesting for them to track it and so and why is tracking important well you want to know where things are in space i mean for for the u.s military in a sense they want to not just know what it is they want to know what it can do you know mm. so it's not really for safety reasons it's for understanding what's happening around our military satellites so um, if there are some satellites doing some unseemly activity in on orbit around our military satellites, that's concerning. But in this instance, this is more of like a safety issue um, for, uh, and while Air Force, you know, the Joint Space Operations Service runs this, this whole plan or this whole thing um, for space exploration awareness, they have a safety angle, but they're more concerned about the military side of it, right? Of course. So, um, that said, you know, uh, so part of that was those objects are too small to detect, at least easily. They probably can be detected. So Swarm Technologies came back saying, well, we can put this reflective material around all our satellites, which apparently they have, mm -hmm. so that anything that irradiates from radar into space should be able to see them very, very clearly. Right? Are they counting on the other satellites as getting out of their way? That's a good question. 
Um, it's just the problem with low Earth orbit, which is what the Pluto Satellite Launch Vehicle launched these into, is it's a very congested orbit. Yeah. I mean, it's not as congested as it could be, but the fact that you've got basically four satellites up there that are the size of little bricks uh, zipping around on orbit, um, that's a concern to maybe other CubeSat operators, other satellite operators right. generally working in those orbital inclinations and that kind of thing. Sounds it's like a problem. It, it is. So um, the fact it, it's more disturbing that there, there is no DFDC or at least for some reason decided to discount DFDC's dismissal of the launch. Those youngsters Silicon Valley crusty types. Yeah, I know. Uh, the other thing we want to get to, though, is uh, the Hiskat, Hiskasat launch. Um, so we know, just because Ingrid said in the beginning, there was a launch of a communication satellite that was the uh, Hiskasat communication satellite belonging to Spain. What was a little surprising was the guys that were tracking those objects. These are cost balancer space bees, mm -hmm. so they're very fast. Um, also decided to list an object associated with the satellite that had apparently came off Hiskasat. So they're calling it PodSat-1 in their catalog. Is this the hitchhiker? This is the hitchhiker. So the hitchhiker, PodSat-1, everyone is guessing still because no one's really saying this is what it is. You know, if I go to a NovaWorks website, for example, there is no press release saying, hey, we've got a PodSat out there. Um, and a lot of companies like those chest thumping, so it's not unusual for them to put a press release on the website saying, hey, our satellite is out there. Right. So it's a little mysterious in the fact that NovaWorks doesn't say anything, even though the ones that have introduced a paper and they've actually given presentations about this system. And they actually talk about this system on their site, but they didn't say they launched it. So they talk about a system that, um, what is it, the Payload Orbital Delivery System or for satellites. Um, satellites. Satellites, very small satellites. We'll How get into small? that. In oh, we'll we'll get into okay. that in just a little bit. But this thing is supposed to be attached to the brain of a satellite and then supposed to deploy off that brain. And that's almost exactly what sounds like has happened here, is, is if you have to, the Space Station Corral rebuilt the Hiskasat satellite, it's attached to that frame, and now it's off it. It's been deployed. So So the secrecy, do we, are we thinking maybe it's just a little bit of corporate espionage? They just want to make sure nobody else gets in their way? I don't know. Some of the stuff in the space nefarious. industry, this is secret because they can, not necessarily <laughs> because they should be. So NovaWorks is working uh, with DARPA, uh, the Defense Agent or the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, okay, for the United States government. DARPA has this program called Phoenix, okay, Project Phoenix, and NovaWorks is working part of it. They're mm. working on these things called satlets or cellularized small satellites. Okay, oh. so the satlets are actually what go inside PodSat One. PodSat One is supposed to contain four satlets, or what they call in this case iSats. That's what they name them: the hyperintegrated satlets. Mm. So theoretically, once the pod set is away enough or in the right orbit enough for it to, to deploy the satellites, we'll see four more objects come off of that. 
or at least the disc office is there now, and you'll see those show up in the catalog when mm -hmm. you search for them. So these are very small, um, not as small as the space cubes, but they're still smaller than their regular cube slot as far as the size. So they're, um, what I want to say, 20 by 20 by 10 centimeters. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're maybe twice the size. They're the size of a big salad plate, mm -hmm. you know, and probably about an inch or so thick. Okay. So um, we'll see what happens with that, but they put this in geosynchronous transfer orbit. That was the plan all along. If you look at their what they uh, put in their papers, um, and so we're going to see how this works. But the satlets are interesting just because they're sort of these ballistic like Legos where you put them together. Ah, the cellular part of the yeah, you're right. They keep saying they were inspired by a biological mechanism or whatever inspired them. It's kind of interesting. Um, each satlet is a component that is a sort of self-contained. And so they can be like just thrusters or reaction wheels all on their own. And so they can put multiple things, multiple satlets together for redundancy in case something happens to one of those, something another satlet will take over. While it's still in space. While it's still in space, okay. The other part of this is they also want to be able to reconfigure these. So there are at least three satellite programs we know of. One is the Satellite Initial Mission Proofs and Lessons satellite, which actually was deployed from the International Space Station uh, in October 2017. Mm. And those were six connected satlets with, with uh, a payload and then solar panels attached. And they deployed that off the International Space Station to see if that would work. Mm -hmm. So we haven't really heard much else than that, but that is another NOVAWORKS project. And then the third one is what they call SITE, the Experiment for Cellular Integration Technology. This was supposed to launch a long time ago. It did not, so it hasn't yet. <laughs> Theoretically, it may launch this year, but basically NovaWorks and DARPA, this is part of their Project Phoenix program, are launching a fully integrated satellite, satellite so it'll be one satellite made out of many, many satellites. Mm. So, and then once it's on orbit, so it'll have certain payloads. It's supposed to actually have a satellite deployer on there supposed to have some sort of observation so that maybe some sort of little telescope on there or sensor that sees something and a few other sensors. And then eventually, if I read the paper right, they're going to try to reconfigure it. Into anything that they presumably need at the time? Could be Maximus Prime. I don't know. But it will be an interesting thing to see. Very interesting. They could make presumably anything that they wanted and not tell anybody what they might be making. Right, or... Kind of go under the radar. Or part of the reconfiguration is just to replace a piece that's just gone functional. Well, that's just boring. Yeah, I know. But, but that's probably the <laughs> very smart. wise thing to do. Or the is question it very in my mind is, well, yeah, I, I don't know if this is a solution searching for a problem because CubeSats are kind of doing this. I mean, the reason why they attached it to a communication satellite was because typically satellite launch vehicles, rockets, aren't uh, loaded up to their full capacity. 
so they can add a little bit extra. That's why you see two crusts sometimes throughout the chiffroy leaves mm. with them. Well, that's a smart thing. Right. So the Podsat satellite, with all those four satellites in there, was attached to that as a third mast uh, under the satellite. And it was launched. It obviously didn't catch the Falcon 9 when it launched it, but everything went just fine. But so they're addressing a problem that few crusts are always sort of addressing. Uh, the other part of it is they seem a lot more complicated. And I, I we'll need to see more on how that works. Um, but it seems like they could be complicated, maybe even a little heavier, which could be a little problematic. Might mean extra expense. And they say it's open source, but the secrecy, we haven't seen anything even talking about using this anywhere else but the military. So it, it's not open source as near as I can tell. But maybe in a month or so they might say something. Who knows? So two solutions for a similar problem. One will win out, and it sounds like you're thinking CubeSat just saw the way to go, but wait and see. Yeah, I mean, you can't dismiss it outright. It's, uh, I mean, there are some smart people working on this. Um, they've got some agency funding, and DARPA is pretty savvy about the projects they choose. You know, they take risks every time they choose a project, but it's fun to watch this. And this sort of thing with HiSat is just another maybe peek at the future. Mm. And then, uh, so done with that, we're going to go into something fun real quick. TechCrunch basically talked about Elon Musk uh, showing up at South by Southwest this weekend. Uh, he showed up at the behest, I guess, of the director of Westworld and just talked about how he views how critical space is for the future of humanity and also showed a space industry movie trailer, which of course features the Falcon Heavy. So if you like that sort of thing, go ahead and go to TechCrunch, the site, and watch it. Trailers are very hot at the moment. Mm-hmm. Would you like to hear a bad joke? I am as ready as I could be. So this is from a Reddit forum. Two antennas met on a roof and fell in love and got married. The ceremony wasn't much, but the reception was excellent. Mm -hmm. And that's it, everyone. You all have authority to proceed. Have a great week.